flat. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mind the Flat, a weekly podcast that brings debate to life's most challenging questions. I'm Chris Heffernan and as always I am joined by my former flatmates and very good friends Amy Isles. Hello. And Tom Crowther. Hello. This week's life-changing question is what's the best thing to do in the snow? But before that it's time to get in the zone with Chris's Quiz of the Week. So question number one. During the great winter of 1962-1963, for how many consecutive days did it snow in the UK? My dad talks about this still. He still remembers this. He's like, back in that winter... No, he's not in the Northern. He's like, what's Bristolian? Back in that winter in 63... That was shocking. I love the way that you had to recalibrate in order to be your dad's <laughs> accent. Like, how does my dad actually talk? I have forgotten his voice. <laughs> I just automatically go to Northern when I do accents. Amazing. Uh, so, okay, I've never heard of this. So much like many of these questions, Amy, I'm feeling like I'm going to defer to you. A long time. Um, consecu- 20 days? I was, was thinking 20. Thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's like enough to be really long. But yeah, it's like not... any less than that is like, it's a lot, but you don't talk like about it decades later. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go for, should we go for 20? Yeah, 20. The correct answer is 71. Oh my goodness. 71? <laughs> Consecutively. Oh my God. I've never heard of this before. What? It was a lot of snow. Boxing Day 1962 until the 6th of March 1963 it snowed somewhere in the UK but wouldn't you be so annoyed you still didn't get a white Christmas the day after (laughs) so question number two we're going a bit sciencey okay we're making this a little bit more educational if the atmosphere gets colder what happens to snowflakes they become hail they become ill did you say hail Oh, I thought you said they become ill. <laughs> they get poorly, poorly snowflakes. <laughs> I was thinking something about the actual like fractal of the snowflake. Like, does it? Do they get oh. bigger? Like, do the do the fractals get more complex? Maybe oh, um, fractals. Or... I don't know what it means, but I like the word. Well, it's like you know when you imagine like a snowflake zoomed in, and it's yeah. got like uh, loads of different what bits. Called. I see. Yeah. So. Like, it, does that get more complicated as it gets as it expands, and you, know, you have to zoom in more and more to get yeah. to the finest detail, or do they become less complex because it's so cold? They don't. I don't know. I'm thinking this is Chris that's written this quiz, though. I don't think his answers are going to be as complicated as fractals. <laughs> no offense, Chris. Wow, that's <laughs> uh, that's utterly damning, <laughs> especially given that I think didn't you study geography at A level? Yes. So there's like a non-zero chance that he might have even studied this. <laughs> what are we going to go with? Let's go with that answer then. Okay. I don't have anything else. So. What are you saying, Tom? The, the snowflakes get bigger slash more complex. Oh, the opposite way round, Tom. You're bang on with everything you said uh... pretty much. But they get smaller as the temperature drops because they remain in a dry powdery form. 
at higher temperatures closer to zero, they clump together to become larger and wetter, and then they make better snowballs. That does make sense. Right, another another number here. This time, how big is the world's largest recorded snowflake in diameter? Ten centimetres. <laughs> uh, I was going to go... I mean, uh, I was going to go like five centimetres. Oh, that is quite big. It is quite big, isn't it? Mm. But it could be under lab conditions rather than like a naturally occurring snowflake. They could have like artificially created it. True. Very true. And so if if it's one continuous flake. Yeah. Let's go with that. Five centimetres could... 20 centimetres. (gasps) Crikey. My goodness. Okay, we're being properly blown away by this quiz. Plate size. Yeah, it was... um... Plate sized. I love that that's where your mind went. (laughs) It's like, I could put my food on that. Sorry, sorry. That's how thick it was. It was 15 centimetres in diameter. Uh, Still massive. Still massive. That's still pretty Uh, big. 15 centimetres. Yeah. Wow. And it was uh, recorded at Fort Keogh, Montana in 1887. Do you know if it was naturally occurring or whether it was a lab? I don't know. I didn't mention a lab, so I'm guessing it was naturally occurring. That's not even, so that won't even be yeah. the biggest one that has ever existed. That's just the biggest one that we've observed. <laughs> like there could be some behemoth snowflake somewhere. <laughs> right, your next question. Can you name three countries that have no record of snowfall? Oh. Somewhere in Africa. Um. There are more than three. I'm just asking you to name three. See, I, I immediately went to Western Sahara, but I don't it's very unlikely that's being counted as an actual country mm-hmm. um, because no one lays claim to it because <laughs> it's it's so uninhabitable um, yeah, but um... I think we have to go like kind of Sahelian I was thinking mm. like Sudan or Western yeah. oh, sorry uh, South Sudan because it's a quite a new country yeah like only 10 or so years old how many are there? there's lots of them I just want you to name three Oh, three. Oh, okay. So should we just go Sudan, South Sudan, and uh, Congo? Um, yeah. Yeah, they're all quite warm. So, Sudan, tick. South Sudan isn't on my list, but that could be because, like you say, it's a very new country. And as it's right by Sudan, I'm going to give you it. DRC, no. No DRC. <gasps> Oh. They've had snow. Um, I won't give you the whole list, but other ones in that region of you went for Africa, so you could have had Benin, uh, Botswana, all the way down in the south. Mm. Wow, that is quite far down. Oh, hang on, it's listing Congo. Oh, we so yeah. I, I mean, that's technically what we said as well. We didn't even say DRC. We said Congo. Sorry, <laughs> I will let you have it. I was looking for DRC. So yeah. you, you got all so three. We got all three. Woo! Well done. Well done, Tom. <laughs> I just went, it's warm. (laughs) Your final question is, according to a Daily Mail article, Tom's favourite Oh, great. So so the answer is going to be a lie. Carry on. (laughs) How many snowball fights did the police police investigate between 2013 and 2015? A thousand. No, surely not that many. Across the whole country in two years. That's true. I imagine that enough people... It's like, as well, what are they counting as snowball fights? Like, imagine being like a, an elderly woman living on your own and some kids are throwing snowballs true. at your house. Does that get recorded as a snowball fight? So, what are you going to say? I still don't, mm, I don't know. Mm. It doesn't snow a lot in the UK, though. That's my only 
thought. But that's the point, though. It's it snows so so infrequently that when it does snow, we go mental and <laughs> just start attacking each other. <laughs> Do you want to say closer to like five hundred then? That's what I'm thinking. Okay, we'll go five hundred. Okay. You two have learnt nothing from this quiz, have you? Okay. Is it five thousand? The correct answer is fifteen thousand. No. What? Okay, okay. So, Amy, when we when we think of the next answer, we just need to times it by ten. <laughs> My snowball fights obviously weren't violent enough. More than a hundred people were arrested. Wow. And almost four thousand of these investigations were in West Yorkshire. That was the top counting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, it's now time to debate. The motion before the flat today is a motion very appropriate given the current weather we're experiencing is sledging is the best snow-based activity. This week's caveat is you have all the snow you could wish for. Other than that, the rules are the same as always. No swearing, no taking offence, and of course, no pompous points. Once again, we start with an affirmative statement this week from Amy on the stupendousness of sledging. Oh, what a lovely word, stupendousness. I like it. Um, anyway, on to sledging. Oh my goodness. I feel like I start all of my arguments with oh my goodness, because I just get so excited. But when it's snowing, you just, all you want to do is get out there. And with a sledge, it's just so much fun. I I genuinely never get get fed up of just getting to the top of the hill and racing down it on a little sledge. It's just so much fun. And I think the thing I love most about sledging is the social aspect of it. So when I was little and we used to have snow days at school, there was this big hill in our village and the farmer used to let us go up to this hill. It was called Windmill Hill. Um, And he was absolutely fine with us just... And it was really steep. Pretty much the whole village used to go up to Windmill Hill, get their sledges out and it would just be a big social gathering where the kids would be like racing down the hill the adults would get involved as well on the sledges kind of comparing whose sledge is best having a bit of a catch-up everyone was off work everyone was off school oh my goodness and it was just like the massive congregation on snow days and then you'd go back to people's houses have like a nice hot chocolate to warm up when you got back in just this massive social gathering brought together by the sledge and the snow I've got to say, I think I have to give you a point because you have described that as if you could have plucked it from an Enid Blyton book. Oh, it was like some mate, some kind of like perfect kids book. You know, Farmer George let us come up to Windmill Hill. <laughs> oh, I, I think it was. I think it was called Windmill Hill. Well, it's still there, but it's just... it was. It's, it, it's been levelled. <laughs> it's now a housing estate. <laughs> The, the hamlet where you grew up is no longer. It's now it's now that made way for HS2. <laughs> you know what? You, you're not far off there. HS2 was meant to go right through our village. But no, it was... Oh, and like for the farmer to let us do that as well, like a lot of farmers are quite aggy about it, but he was really nice. And like, it was just like, if you had if we had a snow day, that's where everyone would be. Like, you'd know that. And everyone would take a sledge. And it was just so much fun. 
Okay, so I do think... Sounds great, but there is a big problem with sledging, which is that it requires equipment. And if you want to do it really well, if you want to do a proper day, you have to have planned ahead, you need to have bought a proper sledge, and then you need to use that. And, you know, having that foresight to actually buy that and have it there ready not many people have that so they end up using like makeshift versions and it's just it's never as good oh no i've I've got to dispute that point there because bringing back to another memory of when we were at university and that snow day we had on brandon hill where people just took i mean there were blooming shopping trolleys going down brandon hill and it was just i loved seeing like the ingenuity of everyone we took a baking tray i think and a cardboard box and it was just like classic student, like anything you can find. One of our page told me about someone who ripped off their fridge door and used that. Wouldn't recommend it, but I just loved. And that <laughs> probably not going to get your deposit back on your flat if you rip off the fridge door. <laughs> probably not. But that um, safety bag that we went down in, you and I, Tom, and then that was mental. That was so. Much <laughs> I've fun. never been so fast in the snow. <laughs> that was so much fun. I, yeah, I've got to dispute that point. Like, just the ingenuity of some people, especially students in that circumstance, it was just hilarious. I think it added to the hilarity of the sledging. Yeah, Amy, I think I'm going to give you a point for that because, yeah, I, I kind of don't now believe in my own argument. I think you, you <laughs> definitely, you. you've changed my mind. See, <laughs> seeing the ridiculousness of some of the things that people had, oh, it, was um, great. It, it does bring out the creativity in people. I was scared about the trolley, though. Like, that did terrify me. That's not ingenuity. I'd be worried if they were engineers and mm. they bought a trolley to go sledging <laughs> in because, you know, it doesn't work. And Death. if those people are if those people are the people that are engineering our, you know, our, our infrastructure and our, and our vehicles, I, I do worry for the future of this country. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're all going to be going at like 80 miles an hour down the motorway on a shopping trolley. But there is quite a key problem here with sledging. You need a hill. Sledging is not very fun. For people that don't live near a hill, okay? And then it's just a bit sad, isn't it? You see all these people sledging, you can't be a part of that because you don't live near a hill. Yeah, I've got to give you a point there. Imagine living in, like, Suffolk or something where there's, oh. where it's very, very flat. I feel sorry for those people. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, or, or, like, the Maldives, but I don't imagine the Maldives <laughs> get much snow. Are they on your list? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you a point there, Chris. You, you're absolutely right. If you haven't got a hill, then I, I despair for you because you're missing out on a great activity. And I think the second thing is, I do not deny that sledging is fun. Okay? I love a good sledge. Mm-hmm. But it's 10 minutes of climbing up the hill for 10 seconds. Whee! And back up the hill. The and and it gets exhausted. You go up and up that hill for a very small amount of fun. No, I'm. So I've got to dispute that point. I also, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand with Amy on this one. Thank I you. think especially for kids, like you need to teach them that it's not all just reward. You've got to have you've got to put that effort in to get that reward back. And the fact that you've got to come back up that hill before you can get that reward, you know, it's a little psychological tweak. And it teaches you something. You know, mm. if you're I mean, also not to mention the fact that it would be utterly terrifying if you were constantly down a hill. Like if you if you picked a hill so large that you well, by the time you got up the top of it, you were going down for like, yeah, that that would be like ski slope style. You just wouldn't ever stop. 
on that point, the further you go, the more of a sense of achievement you get. So like Tom was saying, even though you have to walk back further, you're kind of glowing with that sense of achievement that you've outsledged everyone and got so far down the hill that it's it's a record. Like when uh, our other flatmate went down in that safety bag on Brandon Hill, like they went for miles and they were the envy of everyone. And the sense of achievement you get from that is like, oh yeah, look how far we went in our bag. And then you get competitive over sledges and that's quite fun. And then you can race. Oh my gosh, it's, it's just endless amounts of fun. I'll give you a point there, Amy, for the, the satisfaction of <laughs> getting down a big hill. Right, Tom, what are you going to bring to the argument here of the best snow-based activity? So for me, I think the best snow-based activity is making stuff. Now, that sounds quite vague. So most people would probably uh, make a snowman or snowwoman, snow children. You could venture out to snow pets. Um, you could have igloos. I mean, making an igloo used to be one of the best things. I, d- I used to do this all the time. I'd just get an old ice cream tub, pack it full of snow, make my bricks and build up the, build up the igloo. Um, that is I mean, impressive. I never finished it because I was the igloo. kind of child that... No, 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 I never finished it. I was always the kind of child that had the ideas, did it for 10 minutes and then gave up. But the the idea of, like, it's not, it's quite a good idea. And it's definitely something that I would want to do properly another time. But yeah, there's all these options. And I mean, you can say that it might be vandalism, but some people are doing like snow genitalia. Um, (laughs) You you can you can make all sorts of things you can go who wants to make the most accurate snow person who wants to make the biggest snow person and there's so many options and it's always a collaborative effort effort and it yeah it just brings out that imaginative side of the snow i'll give you a point there for yeah like i, I do like ingenuity with the snow gotta say both in sledging and in creating love a bit of ingenuity <laughs> but yeah that's that's not all of it like you it is a proper team effort you know you, you you don't have to just you can do it on your own but it's also really good for family bonding like you can do it with your parents so if you if you don't quite know how to do it properly they can teach you how to do it uh, you can use all sorts of different materials to to kind of help you you can use if you don't have a carrot you can substitute out for something else um so ma- making like the snowman is a, is a really like fun and collaborative experience yeah I get all that, oh, Tom. Someone sounds sceptical. <laughs> but making things in the snow is an emotionally harrowing experience. Because inevitably, you either have to watch your beloved creation, your best friend perhaps, that you've spent hours creating, melt away before your eyes. Or, worse, you watch the snowman that everyone in the street has come together to build, have its head kicked in and its carrot not stuck in its nose anymore, okay? By thugs. <laughs> Crikey. Okay, I've never had that happen before. Um, so that is a little bit scary. That you... Has that happened to you, Chris? Someone did, actually. We, ha- we did all build a snowman opposite our house and someone did come along and kick it in. Crikey. That's really kicked sad. In. Um, <laughs> no okay so that that is obviously sad but i think that's probably you know maybe an outlier in the whole thing with the melting obviously not an outlier that is always the case 
uh, unless you live in Antarctica. Um, but I think that's part of the that's part of it, though. You know, it, it's the fact that you know that it's going to melt, but you still want to do it anyway. You know, you you go at it and you do it with other people, and you know, it's it's the pro. Stop laughing because that's I know how that sounded as I said it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom, but I've I've got to give a point to Chris here because he's you, you know it's just all for nothing in a sense because it just disappears and the thugs that kick him in. I mean that is just for a child. That's devastating. That's like when you build a sandcastle on the beach and someone kicks it in. But if I'm it was sorry. all for nothing, why would we ever bother in the first place? There's definitely like we and everyone makes a snowman. You know everyone does it, and so if everyone does it, it's obviously not pointless the point is the process the point is the fun in making it you know you don't always have to have it there at the end you know did you see what i mean like you wouldn't yeah. do it if, if, if you didn't if you didn't get anything out of it oh i've got to give you you've, you've turned I'll it around tom. Point, tom oh there's points everywhere <laughs> you've won us round it's the process of making it finding the scar finding the hat finding mm. the carrot bringing it all together finding the stones for the buttons it's also really fun going around as well going for a walk or going for a drive in the snow and seeing what other people have done you know it's not it's not just what have you made but it's going around and seeing what has everyone else made what's everyone else's individual take on making something in the snow and it's almost like it's almost like the village becomes an art gallery that you can okay i'm bordering on pompous i'm aware of that but you know you see what i mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you can go yeah. around and you can see you can see what everyone else has done and it's it's like it's almost like street art yeah it creates a nice wintry atmosphere well very well argued tom i'm not going to come in here and i feel that there's a, a recurring theme going here as i'm going to be arguing for fighting um yes again <laughs> um chris loves violence <laughs> because the best snow based activity has to be a good old snowball fight okay I have wonderful memories of our street being divided in two, okay? One team down one end, the other team down the other, okay? You've got your base, okay? And you all make snowballs in preparation. You've got all your ammunition loaded up. Whoa, you're throwing them. Oh, boom, boom, boom. People are running around. It is exciting. There's teamwork. Everyone gets together. You can have little imaginations. Oh, they're the really bad villains. We must defeat them. (laughs) Oh, it's what childhoods are made of. Yeah, but also, you know, it's cold and wet. At least with sledging and, and, and building stuff, you know, you, you don't have to get snow down the back of your neck and it doesn't fall down and soak you and then you have to spend the rest of the day out there both wet and cold you know it's hypothermia territory there that's scary stuff and yeah if you've got you can't win with the hand situation like if you wear gloves they get soggy and wet if you don't wear gloves your hands blooming freeze oh you old misery guts gosh go out there put some gloves on you forget about that i once went out all day in trainer socks and wellies yes (laughs) my toes continue to go purple anytime they get cold now is that it but it was fun is that all you wore just socks and wellies (laughs) no no other clothes (laughs) i'm here and i'm chris we know you love a bit of nudity (laughs) we're really in the snow (laughs) just imagine him doing snow angels (laughs) and completely naked (laughs) 
But you're telling me, can I just say, okay, the first thing that happened when we got to Brandon Hill in the snow, before sledging, before making a snowman, somebody threw a snowball at someone. There's just something fun in throwing a snowball at someone. No, I'll give you a point You can't deny it. It is always, it's like a human reaction, isn't it? Oh, there's snow, throw it at someone. <laughs> you know, it's always the first thing you do. And if you have the kind of restraint to not do that, I think you need to go and have an evaluation because you might be a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> if your base instinct as a human is not to make a snowball and throw it at someone, you know, you've probably got something wrong with you. And think of the satisfaction when you do a long shot, when you can see someone walking, that you know, obviously, because... <laughs> then it would be very wrong. <laughs> you make this snowball, the perfect snowball, and you throw it, and the timing is perfect to knock them right on the noggin as they're walking by. I mean, the satisfaction in that. I'll give you a point there as well, because just like, I think if we're going to give a point to Amy for the satisfaction of getting as going as far as you possibly can in a, on a sledge, then you definitely need a point for having a proper long go and just bonking someone I've said it again. I keep going that bonking someone and having it at, you know, I can't, I've got to hold my tongue. I've got, a, I've got a little story to do with that. I took, sorry, I, I don't think this is the right forum for it, Amy, if I'm honest. Oh, <laughs> I don't no. need to know about your snow dogging. I'm sorry. Oh, you know when you're in the, oh, I can't even defend that. Oh. Uh... I'm going to continue because it's not what you think because I was about 12 at the time. No, this is just oh, making God. it sound worse. <laughs> oh, no. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm plowing on. No, I'm not plowing on. That sounds wrong. <laughs> right, composure, composure. <laughs> so... When I was about 12, we'd gone up, we'd been sledging, me and a few of my, my friends, uh, and I'd taken my camera with me. I think it was like the second <laughs> snow day. We thought, oh my God, stop it, you two. Get your minds out of the gutter. old it's the second snow day i'd had my camera and we were walking i'm gonna carry on i'm gonna carry on i will get through this we were walking home after sledging me and about five friends and i was taking some photographs and i said to one of them like oh throw a snowball directly at me and i, I think it'll make a really cool picture so <laughs> got my camera up and ready had it like just below my face they threw the snowball, I took the picture, and then it landed like splat on the middle of my face. Amazing. <laughs> you can see in this photo, Brilliant. it's kind of just before the point where it hits my face. And you can kind of see an array of expressions in my friends like... Regret. <laughs> and then the one who's thrown it is like... <gasps> it, was, it was hilarious. But I feel like that story was kind of marred by the innuendo that happened preceding it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a slow-mo shot of it, like, 
just coming right at you and then splatting as well, it you, hits you. Because I'm taking the photo, you can't see me, but you can see the snowball, like, literally just in front of the camera, which was obviously just in front of my face. And just the expressions ah, of all my friends, okay. like, oh, no. <laughs> She's so made... it wasn't thrown at you and someone else was taking... Okay, I get it, yeah. I get it. I'm almost inclined to give you a point because of how much we trashed your your story then with our with, with our minds in the gutter for, for, for that for the comedy. <laughs> right, I think that brings us to a nice conclusion. So, it is time to go. To the scores on the doors. It's a reasonably close one this week. We have Tom and his snow making on two points. We then have me and my snowball fights on four points. But coming in number one, it's Amy and Sledging with five points. Yay! Thank you. So there you go. Sledging is the best thing to do in the snow. Thank you very much for listening. And if you'd like to get in contact with us or tell your friends all about us, then you can either through our social media. On Facebook, we're Mind the Flat. On Twitter, we're at MindTheFlat underscore pod. And on Instagram, we're at MindTheFlat underscore podcast. Or you can email us at MindTheFlatPodcast at gmail.com. Or visit our website, mindtheflatpodcast.com, where we've got all our episodes from this series and series one. And we'll be back again next week with more debate on another of life's most challenging questions. Until then, goodbye. Bye.